This is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And I'm joined today by Jeremy Dillon, who covers energy and environmental policy for CQ. Jeremy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. The last time you had me on was when the budget debate was going on about the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge up in Alaska. Seems so, like ages ago. Time flies. Okay. So this week, um, House appropriators will take up their annual spending bill for the EPA and the Interior Department. And judging by what happened in subcommittee last week, this measure is triggering a lot of partisan political fights. So Jeremy, what are the biggest points of tension here? So with the Interior Environment Bill, it always has to do with environmental riders. This is one of the bills that Republicans like to use to get their policy priorities kind of moving. And especially under the Obama administration, they used it all the time. But it's kind of led up a little bit under the Trump administration just because they have uh, some people in office that want to do the same things they want to do. Well, we um, thought it was letting up, but now it seemed kind of testy again. Exactly. And so they're still, they're still some of the greatest hits. They like to run back, you know, like one of those old rock bands. They still like to bring it back. Some of that has to do with a clean water rule. It uh, expands the jurisdiction of the federal government uh, as it relates to pollution. That is something that's been opposed. Republicans want to get rid of this And that's been opposed by Republicans going back for a while now. And so they attached a, a measure in this bill that actually just repeals it outright. So what the Trump administration has to do right now is they have to actually go through the whole deregulatory process. And that takes time and you have to go through public comment periods. What this rider would do, it would just repeal it outright. And there's also other riders that uh, are pretty controversial, too. A lot of them have to do with, like, the Endangered Species Act, um, specifically applying that to the gray wolf, also one that has to do with the sage grouse. That's one people are probably familiar with, with the defense authorization bill. It's one that comes up on this bill all the time as well. So there's there's a bunch of riders on there. Democrats are already mad about it, and it's sure to carry over to the markup. And what does that mean for the bill's chances of, of passage down the road? So in the House, it actually helps it, you know, because you need to get these conservatives on board. Uh, conservatives tend not to be too happy with how big the EPA has come over the years, and that's why you've seen a lot of cuts from when uh, Republicans are in power. So in the House, it helps it to pass. Eventually, it's going to have to go to the Senate, where uh, Senate Democrats won't let it go. Uh, Senate Republicans have actually said that they're going to try and keep as many riders as they can off of the bill, of their interior environment bill and um, the other bills as well, as a way to kind of ease this process so we're not coming up to the deadline where um, yeah, we're so negotiating. They need anyways. bipartisan support in the Senate, so this thing has to be rewritten to some extent. Exactly. And Jeremy, just remind us again why these fights keep happening on a spending bill as opposed to just a separate standalone legislation. Why does this keep getting tied up with the annual spending bill? Right. So the uh, the policy writers end up on these spending bills because it's easier to pass. Um, these are must-pass bills, and Republicans kind of see it as a way to do it way faster than if they went through regular order and through the regular process, and especially the regulatory process as well, which can take years and uh, months and years to, to kind of get done. And so where we're battling with these environmental policy writers, the actual funding levels of this bill aren't really the problem, right? Where are we with the funding levels and what the Trump administration wanted? Right. And so we saw back in February when the Trump administration came out their quest, there was big cuts to 
um, to renewable research, which is in the energy water bill. We saw big cuts to the EPA. We saw big cuts to the Interior Department, just the kind of general broad cuts. The EPA was going to be cut by like a third, right? Um, yeah, it was c- going to be cut by $1.9 billion. But what this bill does is it actually maintains a lot of the funding that was included included in this budget cra- caps agreement that just went through uh, Congress and got enacted into law. So a lot of this is just uh, steady as you go is kind of what it was last year. So um, they've rejected all those deep cuts that they... Yeah, so they've rejected those deep cuts, and that's actually some bipartisanship is showing through there. And if these policy writers weren't there with that divide between Republicans and Democrats, I think you would actually see a lot more celebrating going on in the Appropriations Committee. And But because these riders are there, we should say appropriators were really hoping for a smoother process this year since Congress already reached a bipartisan agreement on, on overall spending limits for discretionary programs. In fact, the first two bills that the House Appropriations Committee took up this year for the Veterans Affairs Department and the legislative branch funding, they were passed unanimously. But now we're seeing the process get partisan again. And it's, and it's not just the CPA bill. The House committee last week advanced the bill funding the Energy Department and the Army Corps of Engineers, and that didn't go so well either. So, Jeremy, what are the big fights on that one? Yeah, so I think the Energy Water Bill is a great example of what you were just talking about because last year it actually moved out of committee on a voice vote, and this year they had to take a recorded vote that fell along party lines. And a lot of the divides there has to do with these policy riders. There's the Waters of the U.S. one is a joint EPA-Army Corps one, and so that's why it's in the Energy Water Bill too. There's some other riders there that uh, Democrats are upset about. The Energy Water Bill also cuts renewable energy by about $200 million, and also cuts the ARPA-E uh, advanced research projects, agency, energy program by uh, some $25 million, too. And so, a lot of energy research so funding that the Republicans don't seem to like. Right. And th- that moved a lot over to nuclear weapons, uh, the modernization effort of nuclear weapons. So it's just a, a, a general divide about how you kind of split up the pie within the Department of Energy. But outside, uh, this is a bill that usually is up first in the process because it has such bipartisan support. You're going to see in the Senate, it's actually the first one the Senate may actually move on um, and introduce because it has all this bipartisan support. So it kind of shows you that even though they had the, the best intentions, that's even starting to fall apart on the measures they actually agree on. Uh, yeah, the energy water bill is usually considered one of the easier of the 12 annual spending bills to get passed. You're saying it's, it's going to be tougher now. Yeah, it should be tough. I mean, it should pass regardless, right? In the House, the Republicans have enough people to to get it through, and uh, there should be enough Democrats that are supportive of it as well. But it's it's not as easy as previous years. Is the I guess the the takeaway, and that poses problems in the Senate where you need bipartisan support. Right, right. Uh, and again, the the funding levels of this bill too aren't really at issue, right? For energy water. People are actually pretty happy with with the funding levels, everything going through. There's increases across the board, and you could actually see in the the members' opening statements is that they're happy with how the bill turned out. It's just some of this these details with the policy writers that are really kind of uh, causing the problems right now. Okay, so we'll be watching this week to see how ugly the fight gets on these on these measures in committee. My thanks again to Jeremy Dillon, our energy and environment reporter, for joining us. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ Budget Tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ Budget newsletter. 
Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And for more budget news, you can visit RollCall.com or CQ.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at RollCall. See you next week.